The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Pensacola Opera. so calming it, it, you're you're used to probably hearing this type of bumper music when i have malcolm ballinger from ballinger publishing on the show but no we're actually talking about the opera today and uh if if you love true crime and if you love musicals and you love amazing vocalists then you probably love opera and you don't even know it or even if you do know it you probably know about the show that we're talking about and i'm going to try to say this right i might butcher it but lucia D. Lammermore is coming to the Sanger Theater in Pensacola January 26th and 28th. Get your tickets now through Ticketmaster or by calling the Opera Box Office at 850-433-6737. My guest this morning is Cody Martin, the music director uh, for Pensacola Opera. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is a, an exciting show. Uh, like I said, if you love true crime, and the reason why I say that is because this is based on true events, correct? Yeah, so the Opera Opera is based off of a Sir Walter Scott novel called The Bride of Lammermoor, which that novel was based loosely on some real events that happened about 50 years prior. Oh, okay. All right. So it's kind of like one of those TV movies where it's it's based loosely sort of on real events, but when you go back and you know research the actual event, it's, it's pretty crazy. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, this is... Uh, coming to, to uh, the Sanger. We love the Sanger. They, they've gotten uh, all the renovations. And I was there for the uh, the Celtic Christmas. Uh, man, what a great sound in there. There's not a bad seat in there. So get your tickets now because it's going to go quickly. We only have those two shows. January 26th is a night show at 730. Uh, and then the January 28th is, they call that matinee mm-hmm. at, at 2 p.m. Yep. So yeah, that'll be great at our Pensacola Sanger. Give them a call. Um, we just played an excerpt from the uh, the third act, right? Yes. Um, so is, is this is the most important or, or the most popular act? Is that right? Yeah. So if you don't know anything about Lucia, this is a, when you think of the most exciting, grand, dramatic operas, this is one that rises to the top of that list. Mm-hmm. And the clip that you played to get us in here was part of the mad scene, which is, um, as you said, in act three. And it's basically a 20-minute long scene where the soprano sings by herself. Wow. There's a couple of interruptions here and there, but the soprano who plays Lucia has to be able to have this endurance because she has sung the entire first and second act, and then she has to get, you know, she takes a break at intermission, and then uh, she has to do this mad scene at the beginning of Act 3. And it's really all about the stamina and the vocal fireworks, and Mm -hmm. it's so impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, I watch American Idol and The Voice and things like that, and and I'm always amazed at those vocalists. But this is a whole other realm. This is a whole other thing. Do, does the person that sings this, uh, what what is their name? The the lead singer for this so song? our Lucia is named Abigail Rethwish. Okay, and she's doing both shows. Yes. Wow, I can't imagine like the, the if you have anything you know with your throat or vocal rest like that's got to be so so hard to do to sing for that long especially what'd you say 20 minutes yeah solo yep whoa wow oh, that's that's amazing <laughs> um yeah very talented people um the uh 
the music is being performed by who? Who who is the orchestra back there? So yeah, we we uh, work with the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra players. Awesome. Um, they play really well. Get mm-hmm. Really down in the pit with them. Um, and the cast that we have is really incredible. It's like you know, it's a younger cast, and it's all people making their debuts with us. So oh. nobody in this cast has sung with us in the Sanger yet. So um, if you you know if you think oh I'm gonna see singers I've seen before, you won't. Oh wow, that's great. Uh, if if you are a fan and you go by and see them all the time, this is something completely new. You're going to hear some great new voices. Uh, like I said, get your tickets uh, fast because it's it's definitely going to sell out. Uh, tickets are starting around twenty five dollars, but for the best price, uh, you recommend to go ahead and give them a call. Yeah, you can give a call. Um, the fees on Ticketmaster are a little higher, so if you call mm. the office, you can save a couple bucks. All right, great local discount there. Um, all right. So what are, what are some other shows that, uh, that you've worked on recently that, that stick in, in your mind and, and how long have you been the music director here at Pitskill Opera? So I've been here for about six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished this fall. We did a small scale production of Mozart's Cosi Fantute, which we moved to, uh, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of updated the production, had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then at the end of this season, we've got uh, Deflator Mouse, which is a hilarious operetta, mm. um, it was, you know, originally in German, but we performed it in English. Um, and it's all about, you know, champagne and all of the effects that it can have whenever you try to, uh, you know, disguise yourself and pull one over on the people who are important to you. Oh, okay. So they wrote this about my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding, honey. But uh, no, I, I'm the same way. If I have a glass of champagne, it just goes right to my head. I don't know what <laughs> happens. Uh, if you have questions uh, for Cody this morning, let us know. 437-1620. If you've got questions about the show, uh, any comments, let us know. Call or text, and we'll put you on the air, and we'll get your questions answered on the air. Um, go by Ticketmaster, or, or for maybe a little bit better deal, call the Opera Box Office at 850-433-6737. Um, and you said, what was the name of the, the mouse the mouse show coming up? The Deflator Mouse. Deflator <laughs> Mouse. I've not heard of that. And you mentioned it's an operetta. So what is the difference in an opera and an operetta? Operetta is a little bit lighter, and one of the main um, distinctions is that operetta almost always has a dialogue. So there's mm. going to be singing numbers, and then there's when the music stops, and there's dialogue. But in an opera like Lucia, mm-hmm. everything you hear is going to be sung. Okay, um, it's singing from start to finish, and that's how you know the community, the characters have these conversations through singing. Mm. Um, revolving, you know, moving the plot along, but also expressing all of their emotions. Do you ever see this doing a Mean Girls where it turns into a movie and then turns back into an opera and then back into a movie? I think more operas should be turned into movies. Well, That'd especially a great with a plot way. line like this. Yeah. yeah. And they do, you know, uh, the Met Opera up in New York does live and HD broadcasts. It's really oh. incredible because you can go on a Saturday afternoon and they broadcast a live performance and you're seeing it live just as it's happening in New York. Um, so there is some, you know... Um, exploration into that kind of movie genre. And for, for people who don't know this story, and now it is based loosely on some real events, but what, what is the, what is the plot? Walk us through this because, you know, I'm not, I've, I've never been to an opera. I'll just go ahead and admit it. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that I think I w- I would really be into if I just introduced myself to it and got immersed in the story. So what is the story of Lucia de Lammermoor? Yeah, so it all takes place in uh, Scotland in the 1600s, and it's all about this clash of clans. Um, and you think of a little bit of kind of Romeo and Juliet-ish, where Lucia is uh, supposed to marry this one guy 
for the sake of her family, but she's in love with someone else. Mm. And long story short, she ends up marrying the guy she's supposed to. And just as she's signing the marriage contract, the man she's in love with comes in Uh and finds out what's going on. Um, Then he curses her. And that's the end of act two. And then um, later on the wedding night, the mad scene happens. And that's where we find out that Mm -hmm. Lucia has stabbed and killed the man that she just married and she kind of goes crazy in front of us and we see that happen and then of course at the end because lucia collapsing and dying is not enough uh the tenor playing edgardo has to learn that lucia has died and he kills himself too so Mm. it's not an opera unless at least one person dies and in this one you get two three people dying oh wow cool Awesome. Uh, that Three for the price of one. Uh, and speaking of price, they start at $25. Go buy Ticketmaster or call the Opera Box Office now because only two shows, the 26th at 7.30 and the 28th at 2 for the matinee, That's it's going to sell out fast. So definitely get your tickets now. Um, for somebody like me who's never been to opera and I want to do, let's say, some homework before I just go and jump right into a live performance, because I know with, with some performance art, you kind of have to know how it all works to understand it. Is that the same way with opera? Like, do I need to know certain cues and certain things before I show up? Not necessarily. So you might want to read the synopsis so that you know a little bit about the story. Um, There's one on our website if you go to pensacolaopera.com. But that's not completely necessary because the entire performance, we do what we call supertitles, which if you think of subtitles um, when you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. So line by line, we have an English translation. So you'll know everything they're saying, the whole opera through. Um, we, we call them super titles instead of subtitles because they're above the stage, not below. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, so you, you can research the plot and kind of get an idea. Um, you could go on Spotify, YouTube Music, any of the streaming platforms will have recordings of the opera, YouTube, um, if you want to listen to some of the music and kind of get familiar with it. Um, but that's not really necessary. You could just show up and follow along the super titles and just be immersed in the story. It's not like uh, sometimes when I go to see, you know, like the first time I saw a hockey game, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then they started fist fighting. I'm like, I know what's going on now. Yeah. I know what's <laughs> happening. So, but uh, if you love drama, if you love excitement, uh, this could be the show for you. Lucia D. Lammermore at the Sanger Theater in Pensacola, January 26th and the 28th. Um, the the one thing that's sticking out when I'm reading about this and studying on it is that it says that the the showpiece, the, the extended uh, solo there by the soprano, is never sung the same way twice. Correct. So explain that a little bit because, I mean, that to me as a musician, knowing that sometimes when I play in certain ensembles in certain situations, I'm playing it like the record. I'm playing it like the sheet music. But then other times in other ensembles, they let me do whatever I want. So is this, are you letting them kind of add their own little spin on things? Yeah. So this opera came during a period called bel canto, which just in Italian means beautiful singing. And these composers during, you know, the early romantic period were focused on the beauty and what the voice can do. Um, It's all about the voice. So part of that is ornamentation. Um, So the singer can add their own ornaments um, to the melody and kind of, you know, add a couple notes here and there. Hmm. Um, But this opera specifically, it's kind of customary um, towards. So the mad scene is basically three arias in a row. And at the end of the second aria, it's customary for the soprano and either a flutist or if you have a glass harmonica, those are hard to find, um, but usually a flute. Um, they have this extended 
we call it a cadenza. It's just a moment where the orchestra drops away and it's just the soprano and the flute in mm. conversation with each other. Wow. And every soprano will do a different cadenza. There's some customary things that a lot of people do. Um, but yeah, it's going to be different. Every production you see, the cadenza will be slightly different. The ornaments will be different. It's all based on the singers that you have and what they bring to the role based on the strengths of their voice. Man, that, that to me is so appealing because... Sometimes, especially when I see a band or I see an artist play, I want to feel like I saw something a little special that not everybody gets clued in on. So this is just a way that you can see something that, you know, will just be really a one of a kind performance. Uh, this will be great. Besides Lucia, what is your favorite opera of all time? My favorite opera is a Czech opera from mm -hmm. Czechoslovakia called uh, Rusalka uh, by the composer Dvorak. And... Simplest way to describe this, it's based on the same fairy tale that The Little Mermaid is based off of. Oh, okay. So it's that similar story. It's a lot Go darker. <laughs> a lot darker than The Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just the, some of the most incredible music, and it's a story that's easy to follow. And um, yeah, I've done I've worked on that opera twice now, which I'm very fortunate because it doesn't come around often. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite. Awesome. I'm here today with Pensacola Opera, the music director, Cody Martin. Get your questions in, 437-1620. Go by and see this show because uh, it's going to be a one-of-a-kind performance, and there's only two showings at 730 on January 26th and uh, January 28th, the matinee show at 2 p.m. Tickets are starting just about $25. Call the, the box office first, see if you can get a better deal, you know, being a local here, and tell them you heard it here on News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola expert panel with just some guy that doesn't know opera trying to speak to somebody who obviously does know opera. Oh my gosh, dude, you are like an encyclopedia of opera information here. This is great. How long have you been into opera? What got you into this? So I, my training was as a pianist. I've mm -hmm. been playing piano since I was, you know, 10 or 11. Mm. Um, got to undergrad, was doing a, I was started out as music education and then I, I did too. quickly realized I don't want to teach. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. They were like, Hey, you got to deal with parents and students. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> but by that point I had begun playing for singers and voice lessons and mm. kind of getting exposed to what it was to, to perform with other people. Right. And when I performed solo, I would always be nervous and you had to memorize everything. It was really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized playing with other people, I never got nervous. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I could be on stage with one person or a couple of different people. Um, and I was never nervous about that. And I get to use my music. Mm -hmm. So uh, I went to grad school for what we call collaborative piano, which is just any sort of playing with singers or instrumentalists. Mm -hmm. And I did more opera there. I became exposed to it. And ever since then, that's, that's really all I've done. What's your favorite part of the opera? Uh, just in general? Of, yeah, just of, of any performance. Are there are there just segments that you can expect to see in most operas? Is it pretty... Every opera is different, but I oh. will say the, the thing that's consistent, um, like you said, how the performance is never the same, it's never the same two days in a row. Wow. So if you come on Friday, it's going to be completely different than it is on Sunday. Hmm. And that's one of the most magical things about this art form is in any theater, any live theater, if you go to a play, a musical, uh, ballet, uh, the, the most magical thing about these performing arts is the shared experience. You can only get that by being in a theater hmm. with all of these people. You know, they've done these studies that during live performances, your heart rates will sink in the audience. Hmm. It's, I don't. I don't know how true that is, but um, 
that's that's the magic of it. It's a shared experience that you and these, you know, 1,100 other people are the only ones who are do, having this exact experience. Mm. Have you ever been in a, in a movie theater and the music or the, the movie makes everybody laugh all at the same time and you feel like, oh, yeah, then it's it's even more funny because everybody's reacting? Exactly. Yeah, that's great. And I love like going to see a, a band and they start rearranging their songs from night to night. And, uh, you know, you got the guys over there with the set list and they're writing it down like, I'm going to post this on Instagram tomorrow. They changed it. Um, <laughs> but but you, you're saying you guys change it up from night to night. That's great. Um, yeah, getting a, a one-of-a-kind performance by such a talented vocalist. I mean, just knowing that somebody is going to sit there for, you know, 20 minutes and uh, and sing just by themselves or maybe just another uh, flute or something. What did you say, glass harmonica? Yeah, so it was originally written for an instrument called the glass harmonica, which is, you know, it's spinning wheels of glass and you, you wet your fingers and you... That? It's, it's a very, like... Because oh. there's a lot in this opera about, like, ghosts and it's kind of hmm. spooky and... In the mad scene, what she's kind of having these um, hallucin- hallucinations okay. of uh, what you know of her marrying the man that she wanted to marry, um, but she didn't, mm-hmm. and so it has this kind of ghostly quality. Nice. And so the glass harmonica is perfect for that. Glass harmonica. Look that up because I'm going to do that as soon as I get home because I did not even being a musician my whole life. I've never heard <laughs> of a glass harmonica. That's wild. You learn something new every day, folks. You really do. Uh, my guest this morning is Cody Martin, the music director for Pensacola Opera. Uh, we've got two great shows coming up. It's uh, Donizetti. Is that right? Donizetti, yes. Donizetti. Uh, Lucia di Lemmermoor at the Sanger Theater in Pensacola. I feel so I feel so cultured now. I feel smart that I'm saying these words. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it's a great story. It's based on true events. Uh and, and just, uh, you know, like I said, if you love true crime, if you're into opera at all, this is the opera for you because uh, you might get just a, a one-of-a-kind performance that you're never going to see again. Um, who was it that you mentioned who was playing the soprano for the, for these two shows? So her name is Abigail Rethwish. Mm. Um, she's a great soprano. She's, she's sung this role before. She mm-hmm. did it at Utah Opera. Um, she's sung all around the country. She works as a cover at the Metropolitan Opera in New York quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, we actually met in grad school, so oh, I've cool. known her for about 12 years now. Awesome. Uh, so it's a, that's a fun part of this job is working with people that you've worked with before and having friends that come into your life for these three weeks, and then you don't see them for maybe three or four years after that, um, but you're still, you know, you keep in touch and stuff, so it's a lot of fun. Right. Um, and uh, and this is all based on uh, a book? Yes, it's based and on a Sir Walter Scott novel. Sir Walter Scott novel. All right, I'm going to have to check that out as well. Um yeah, this is just kind of opening my world up. And if, if you want to check them out, uh, the, the website, PensacolaOpera.com, and uh, check out some of the pictures of this. This is going to be a great show. Um, and uh, how many people would you say that, that come together for this uh, between the performers and the singers? And It's a lot. It's well over 100, wow. probably closer to 200. But, um, yeah, speaking of, like, the visual elements of it, um, so we have a beautiful set. Mm-hmm. We, we rent it from New Orleans Opera, and it's, you know— oh big set pieces and and, uh, painted backdrops and it's going to you know set the scene really well um great lighting of course Mm -hmm. um, by our lighting designer charles houghton and also the costumes for this production are being built just for this production um we're incredibly fortunate here in pensacola there's a, a company called wardrobe witchery and a designer glenn avery breed and he designs costumes and rents them out to companies all around the country wow. he's always renting out 
I mean, they go everywhere. Um, and he lives right here in Pensacola. And so he's actually building, he didn't have a Lucia built already. So he's building the entire set of costumes for this show. Wow. And so on Friday, the 26th will be the first time anybody's ever seen those costumes on stage. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, that, that is no small feat. That's going to take hours and hours and hours. Oh my God. That's exciting. Um, me and my wife talk about it all the time because we watch, uh, these shows where they do, uh, makeup competitions and, and they do, uh, makeup for movie and TV. And we're like, you know, the people designing the sets and the costumes are left out of this category. Like, why don't we have a show where we can have them compete and say, well, what's the best, you know, wardrobe, what's the best costume? Um, and, uh, and who do you say, who did you say that was making these costumes? His name is Glenn Breed. Glenn Breed. Wow. That's cool. All right. Check them out online. Um, and he sends those all over the country and makes them for all kinds of shows, right? Yes. That's great. Um, you're going to see an amazing performance if you come by and, and see Lucia de Lammermoor at the Pensacola Sanger. Only two shows. Um, are, are you guys going anywhere with this after, or is it just these two shows nope, and that's it? It's just the two shows. Wow, man, that's that's so much time. But that, that but it's going to pay off if you see this show. Um, I wish we could get a, a high-def broadcast of it, too. That would be amazing. Maybe one day. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are working on it. We did that a little bit during the pandemic. And yeah. I know the symphony is actually still doing the live streams, and it's mm-hmm. it's really great. Check them out online, PensacolaOpera.com. Uh, give the box office a call if you want tickets. You might get a, a better deal than Ticketmaster because of some of the fees. Uh, 433-6737 uh, or Ticketmaster.com. Um, man, that I, I want to go see this now. Like I, I've <laughs> I've never really been into opera. What do you think keeps people from opera? I think there's a perception issue, and people mm. think that it's um, only for smart elitist people. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> but um, it's really it's for everybody. If you right. if you like going to the movies, if you like watching, like you said, true crime, if you like watching the things that are super dramatic um, and getting involved in the story, I mean, that's all opera is. But it's it's live and it's told through music and there's a, a full orchestra and incredible singers. Um, you can wear whatever you want. You don't have to wear a tuxedo. Mm. Um, you can go out to dinner ahead of time, make a nice date out of it. Um, but yeah, and, and we've got the super titles there translating every line. So you'll know what the story is about. You'll know right. what's going on. Um, but other than that, you can just sit back and relax and take in some incredible sounds. Yeah. The super titles, that's, that's, that's clutch really because I think for me, a lot of it was is that it was in another language. And, you know, I'm already sort of musicals are like, eh, okay. As soon as they start singing, I'm like, uh, okay. But this is a whole other deal, uh, especially when you mentioned that, you know, they're they're putting their own spin on these performances, you know, from night to night. And especially when you're talking about these, you know, one-of-a-kind costumes that this guy is making. Uh, this is just going to be incredible, man. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, Cody Martin, the music director for Pensacola Opera. Check out PensacolaOpera.com. We have Lucia de Lammermoor coming to the Pensacola Sanger January 26th and 28th. Get your tickets now. Call the box office, 433-6737. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We'll be right back. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.